Voice of Fintech. Hello and welcome to Voice of Fintech America series. My name is Rudy Fallad and I'm the founder of Voice of Fintech podcast. In this series, you will hear inspirational stories of entrepreneurs, investors and incumbents and ecosystem hub leaders from the United States or North America and LATAM. This episode is hosted by David Jakubovic from New York. Welcome back, listeners, to Voice of Fintech, your first look at the latest fintech players in the industry. And I'm bringing to you today an exciting company out of North America. Today's guest speaker is Patricia Montisi, who is the founder and CEO of Colo. Colo is working to explore how every company can be enabled with fintech, looking about how the payments industry can be focused on future-proofing fintechs as a whole and what are some ways to accelerate the entire fintech industry. Patricia, thanks so much for joining us on the show. Thanks, David, for having me. It's great to be here and thanks for the opportunity to tell everyone a little bit more about Colo and our mission. Absolutely. Well, just to frame for the audience, if you can share with us a little bit about yourself and your journey with Colo to date. Sure. So I've been in and around payments for over 20 years. I've been in a mix of companies with a lot of startups, a lot of large uh, fintechs out there. Along that journey, I met my founding partners of Colo again 20 years ago, and we worked together on and off during that time. And in 2018, I was consulting for a large Fortune 100 company, trying to find them payment solutions for a pretty comp ecosystem that they were looking to solve. And and. I was struggling. And while I was, why I was struggling was that I felt like the solutions that were available in the marketplace were really suboptimal. And I didn't have something great to go back to my client and suggest. So I reached out to my now founding partners of Colo and, and started talking it through and saying, what am I missing? And lo and behold, we basically came to the conclusion that we weren't really missing anything. It didn't exist. And then we saw an opening where Colo could actually really meet the demands of new economy companies and fintechs that were really looking for more. And we felt strongly that they should be demanding more. And that was the beginning origin story of the founding of Colo in 2018. Again, the founding partners and I have a long and deep relationship, very complementary skill sets. And we felt strongly that in order to really pull this off in the way we needed to, you needed to have this four founding part staffing, if you will, behind Colo. And I get I get asked that question a lot around, it's, it's unusual to have four founders, but in our case, it was very much by design. I think that's really important with a startup. We look a lot at the startup ecosystem and somewhere from two to four founders is the ideal sweet spot. It sounds great that you've been very complimentary together as you've scaled up both the technology and the business at Colo. And I think this is important because often when we see fintechs in the market, they're only engineers, they're not both sides of the house. And that's really important for those relationships and to build uh, approaches to go to the market. What are some of the reasons that you've seen that fintechs have traditionally not had a great experience with payment processors and how you've flipped that for your clients? Yeah, I think the, the four founding partners, we really, for the first decade of our payments world experience, we grew up, I, I like to say, in the issuing side of payments. And then the second decade, 
of our experience was really flipping to be customers of those processors. And it's really interesting when you move and you're on the outside looking in and you start to see some of the pitfalls around what's available. And you look around and you think, okay, there's a lot of legacy players out there that have 20-year-old technology. There's a lot of overhead and, and slow to, slowness to engage when you have those types of platforms. And what we felt strongly about is that you see this, this ever-growing need for fintechs looking to have what we call omni-channel capabilities, multiple payment modalities. We call it beyond card. And so what they're looking for, they're going typically going to their processor and saying, hey, I want to add this feature. I want to add this payment modality. I want to add some of these new modern banking mechanisms. And what they're, what they're finding is it's either very difficult to get that out of their current processor or they have to go find an, a next supplier to actually do it. So there's been this pop-up of point products and specialists that someone will do push to debit and another supplier will do FX and another supplier will do disbursements. And so for that fintech, that becomes a, a pretty difficult thing to put together, right? It's it's multiple suppliers, multiple bank accounts. You end up with different ledgers that you then have to figure out how to reconcile. You have to understand how you can service your customers. And so we we felt that this all came together to create this spider web. And so the, these, these poor fintechs are out there going, okay, I've got this spider web of a payment ecosystem that I have to manage. And and beyond that, there's, okay, once I get it all together, how do I operate it, scale it, and service it? And so just from our point of view, it's just real suboptimal, and it takes the fintech's eye off their core business, right? And they all of a sudden see themselves getting into the operations of payments and worrying about risks and compliance and all of that stuff. And we just felt really strongly that there was this opening for someone like Colo to put all of this infrastructure together in an omnichannel fashion and provide it through a single API access point. And really that is the future proofing of our platform because a lot of people don't realize when they're starting out in the fintech world, they want to start with one product and then, oh wait, that scales and that gets successful. They want to add something else. Well, again, rather than go create the ecosystem that is the spider web of fintech, Colo can now future-proof you, and we have all of those things available for you when you're ready. And the, and the counterpart or the sort of the, the sidekick to that is that we also have the domain expertise to help you solution and figure out when the right time to add those different modalities are for you. So that's really what we felt strongly was that people weren't getting what they wanted. And so Colo's, our, our tagline is demand more because you should. And the four founding partners coming from this industry you know, we wanted to serve it in a better way. We didn't want to hear that the moat for most processors is it's hard to leave. And it's, it's <laughs> we think that's a sad state of affairs. We want people to grow with us. And so we've created our platform and our engagement model to meet our customers where they are. I find it so fascinating that when we look at the fintech industry, one of the points you highlighted very well is that there's so many moving parts and for a company managing a lot of supplier relationships can be very complex requires not only a lot of human capital but a lot of technical capital which leads to tech debt and here what i hear that colo's building is a platform to not only be basically a one-stop shop but to provide greater efficiencies to upgrade the teams and to build better future-proof fintech. 
Yeah, because the, the, the one single thing that you can say about the, the fintech world is crowded, right? And there, there are people popping up every day. And so what's critical to their success is that they can differentiate themselves, right? If you're, if you're challenger bank number, number, number 35, how are you differentiating yourself? If you're trying to you know, break into the earned wage access space, again, another crowded space, how are you differentiating yourself and how are you winning? And at the end of the day, you really need a very flexible platform like Colo to help you, again, to your point, get the speed to market, but also have the flexibility to pivot and, and move money with ease and efficiency. And, and by the way, also use your own special sauce and your own data. And, and one of the things that we built into the Colo platform from the very beginning is a product that we call Interact, which is, is uh, the, the next generation version of cooperative authorizations. But we we feel strongly that we don't pretend to know our customer, customers like they do. We don't want to be, we want to enable them to have as many tools in their arsenal to be able to serve up data on the fly in real time. And so our platform enables them to do that. And I think that that it resonates a lot with these guys because they are looking for that differentiating point and they they have they are tech savvy and they have their own data so what if we can empower that data and jointly we can create a better solution for them that's that's what they're finding with colo that they're not finding in other places let's take a look at the fintech market as a whole right now especially as a result of the pandemic and the growth that we've seen with digital platforms and digital payments it seems that we're in a fintech gold rush right now. Can you share more about why we're in this fintech gold rush and what that means for the fintech industry? Sure. I think before the pandemic, fintech was hot. And I recall walking around trade shows like Money 2020, and it's they, it's just you've seen this exponential growth because a couple of things come to the table to enable that. And one is obviously the cloud and the impetus of the the ease with which it is to spin up platforms. I think you've seen a lot of that pre-pandemic where folks were out there trying to become the next challenger bank. And again, it's it's a lot of frustration with legacy banking systems, legacy processors. And so people saw this problem and they they've created companies to solve for it and disrupt. What I what I what I saw pre-pandemic was a lot of people focusing on specific functions, right? And it was this great unbundling in fintech where you know, someone looked out and said, you know what, getting a loan from my bank is terrible. I'm going to do it differently, right? So they, they create a startup and they have a, this new loan platform, if you will. And then someone else would attack uh, a different part of a banking aspect. And so you know, this, this great unbundling that has now really shifted more towards, well, wait a minute, that unbundling means that, again, you're going to specialists and creating ecosystems. And so now I think there's this movement to say, Again, bring it all together for people, make it simpler, and then enter, you know, COVID, right? And so what what has happened with COVID and, and the on-demand economy, being in a lockdown has only highlighted the need for the ease with which to get, you know, buyers and sellers to exchange goods in a, in a more digital forward fashion, as well as even things like contactless, right? All this stuff has really just amplified the growth in fintech. And I just think that, I think a stat that my head of marketing gave me was that all new startups last year, um, 7.5% uh, of them were fintech oriented, right? So it is a gold rush. And I think that you, you see it in the investment community, you see it in the dollars being, in, you know, even banks are investing, processors are investing, everyone's trying to move themselves to, to the digital forefront, or they see the writing on the wall, right? You get left behind. And I think that there's COVID has absolutely amplified that. And that's where we're smack in the middle of this, this gold rush. 
And so moving forward with how the market's been evolving, the fintech industry is still very young. We look at traditional brick and businesses, the banks and locations that prior to the pandemic, all of us in North America would go to, whether it's for consumer products or enterprise products. And now we're at this unique inflection point where we wonder, should we do it in person? Should we do it digital? Should we do it hybrid? What's your take on the movement of the market and the payment industry as digital, in-person or hybrid? Yeah, I think a couple things, right? I think the advances in the consumer world with payments has, has really highlighted for people how, how easy it can be, right? And I think in many ways, the, 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 the consumer, if you will, what they, what they crave is the same experience, whether they're in a retail environment or whether they're online or whether they're on their, their mobile app, right? I said, but there's this, I want a similar experience. If I, if I start off shopping on, on your website and then I'm driving in my car and I'm at a stoplight and I need to hit submit, like it should all be consistent, right? So there's this, this craving for similar experiences. And also, of course, the demand of if it's in my local store and I'm, I'm not that far away from it, how can I shop online and get as much possible done before I have to go pick it up, right? And I think, again, COVID has only amplified that. If I'm searching on somebody's website, I want to know if it's in that store. And guess what? I would love to shop by virtue of saying, show me everything that's in that specific store. So I know ahead of time that I'm shopping in an environment where I, my selections are actually going to be there by the time I get to the end of that experience. I, I think those advances in the consumer world have really um, been the impetus around a lot of this fintech and business to business size where people people don't understand why they can't have Venmo for their business. But there are reasons around that. There are you know regulatory and compliance and AML. And whenever you have a business involved in moving money, there are things that have to take place. And so there's, there's a lot of rationale behind why it has taken longer for the business side to catch up. But I think, again, now's the time where it's it's become so frustrating that that's why there's the dis disruption in fintech. That's why people are like, I can do this better. I have the technology to do it better. I now just need a partner like Colo to help me enable that. And so moving forward, it's, it's a very exciting time for the entire fintech space. We look today at some of the different aspects, such as infrastructure, where Colo's sitting, the program manager resellers like Payoneer, the middlemen resellers and businesses so the ecosystem's getting more mature. There's a lot of opportunity for growth and expansion. What are you seeing, Patricia, as some of the new opportunities and new trends moving forward? Yeah, I think there's, so first of all, the market is more mature, but the opportunity and the TAM is huge, right? I think in Marketo's IPO, that their footprint alone represents only 1% of the TAM that's out there. So imagine what they have in front of them, as well as the entire market is, it is absolutely huge. And where we see the market moving is in the past, you had sort of, I can choose between a packaged product and get to market quickly, um, which is not necessarily a bad thing, but you're limited in terms of customization and you're certainly limited in terms of the economics that you can reap from that. And then if you, if you think of it as a spectrum on the, on the far end of the other side of that spectrum, you've got really large players and very expensive custom uh, opportunities. And so where we see the big gigantic opening and the movement uh, are people wanting to have more ownership over the economics, be their own program manager. They want to have the ability to have, have a customized product 
And when I say customize, I don't necessarily mean it's custom code. It's outside of that box and that package that they they elected to get into. And that's what we're seeing is this movement, this whole middle between a packaged and an ultra customized product. That's where we're seeing people wanting to go. They want to understand why they can't be their own program manager. It's 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 opaque often in terms of how do I do that. And one of the things Colo brings to the table is we've launched over a thousand programs just with our core team alone. So we know what the pitfalls are and we look at our clients and we say, wherever you are and wherever you want to get to, we have the team that can actually interface with you and get you to where you need to go, grow with you. And we'll help you when you don't know anything about being a program manager, but ultimately your success will depend on being that because you need to reap the the economic and, and customization product feature set customization benefits, we'll help you get there. If you don't know how to put a bank and a network together, we have the team that can help you do that. And I think that's, there's a war on talent in fintech, given all of the demand and the gold rush and feel very fortunate that we've been able to attract the team that we have deep domain experience around not just processing, but banks and program managers We have all of that talent available to interface with our clients and really help them drive the growth and the strategy for their products. And beyond the excitement for products and strategy with your clients to grow with, which I think is really exciting in the industry that you can start and build over time to build a relationship that can be for many years together. Colo as well is experiencing a lot of growth today. I know you have some exciting announcements that you've recently been completing, one including an expansion with a new round of financing. Can you share more with our listeners about that? Yeah, absolutely. We are uh, tremendously excited to say that we are about to close on our Series A round. We anticipate closing by the end of this month. It's been a journey that we couldn't be prouder of. We have really only been live on our platform for just over a year. We launched in June 2020. Our customer expansion has 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 been has been humbling, if you will. I I, I think we to date we were close to 20 enterprise client agreements that we have uh, onboarded. Um, our pipeline continues to grow. Our employee base, uh, I think this time last year we had somewhere around 15 employees. We're at 40 today. Uh, we're going to continue that that uh, trajectory for 2021, and we anticipate that you know we're going to triple our employee base and we're going to triple our client base. And I think it was all of those things combined. Really, the 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 platform and the uniqueness of the platform is really all of those things coming together has culminated in a, a great Series A. We couldn't be more thrilled with the partner that's leading the round. It's someone that we just feel strongly really got what we were doing, really understood the the infrastructure play, really understood that we we aren't in a box where people love to say you do this or that. We actually can do all of these different things. And we like to consider ourselves sort of the, the, the tech behind fintech and getting people to understand that hasn't always been easy. So we couldn't be more excited with where we are. The future looks great. And our partnership, which will be announced probably in early August with our lead investor, we, we, we couldn't be more thrilled. That's absolutely exciting to see that continued and sustained growth. And with that growth, of course, means lots of new ideas on products and innovation all across your organization. Can you tease for the audience a little bit about your, your products that are improving over time that you have yeah, I think there's a couple things that are on our focus for 2021. It is for our, our theme for the year is all about execution and all about improving time to market for our clients. 
And really, it's more around the business innovation versus the the technology side because our our platform is built out. And and I'll I'll, I'll do a sidebar here just for a second because one of the the wonderful things about how we design the platform is that. The core platform is built out. All we're doing when we add clients that need a new feature is really an adapter layer, uh, service layer, if you will, around what our core system is already built. So that part is 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 in great shape and then very easy to adapt and get to market with anything that we don't quote unquote have yet. But on the business side, we think that there's a ton of innovation to come. And that's where we've landed on a, a product called Colo Accelerator. And it really is about getting our clients to market more quickly, but also enabling them to have the choice of becoming their own program manager while doing that. So they have a lot of times fintechs feel compelled to go with a package product because of the time to market, but we often coach them to be very mindful of, we'll make sure you know what that means two years from now, three years from now, four years from now. What, what does that mean for you? Because what when you do have success and you grow and you need to modify that and enhance what you have, you will find yourself in a very difficult position. What we're doing with Color Accelerator is we're offering them the best of both worlds. We're offering them quick time to market and the ability to pivot and scale with all of the features and the program management and the economic benefits that come with that. We're putting that all together for them. And that's really been a strong focus uh, for us for 2021. There's other things out there that we, again, being in the industry for so long, we understand how critical it is to have everything digitized to the point where People can almost self, self-configure self themselves. They can work in our sandbox and, and practically get live and in some cases get live. Those types of tools are very much uh, front of mind for us as we go into 2021. And again, beyond that, we the trajectory of the growth is that we're going to scale out. We've tripled our clients this year. We're actually looking at even more than that for 2022. How do we make sure that we have execution down time to market down, and also the domain expertise to face off with our clients and help them with everything that they need. Luckily for us, we have this team of deep um, domain expertise. And so we're able to do that. We're able to bring in leadership level folks that know exactly how to scale out the team and attract the right talent to ensure that our, our clients have a great experience. Because if you really ask around out there in the marketplace, you'll be hard pressed to find uh, a lot of folks who say, I love my partner in payments you'll hear, in fact, mostly the opposite. And I think it's time that that's changed. Well, everything we've heard today on the show, I think, is very exciting for the fintech industry. I hear, Patricia, that you're powering the industry and it's the early days for growth. Everything at Colo, I I think if, if I was building a business today and wanted to get into the industry, why build from scratch? Why work with a lot of suppliers when you can work with one great partner to grow with over time. So it's great to hear everything that you're building and scaling at Colo. Any call to action or a self-promoting message you'd like to share with our audience? Yeah, I think anyone who's out there looking to disrupt and be the next unicorn in the fintech world, if you haven't heard about Colo, it's time for free to check us out. I, I think people should demand more. What we're seeing is we're winning a lot of clients who have gone far down the path looking at you know some of the legacy players, and then they come across Colo, and, and, and some of them actually have said to me, well, this, this is so hard for us to believe that you exist. So getting our message out there and, and getting people to understand that there is a better way to do things, that you should demand more, that you should actually enjoy working with your payment partner and your processor. It's, it's here. It's now. It's colo. So uh, demand more. 
Excellent. Patricia Montisi, the founder and CEO of Colo. Thanks for joining us on Voice of Fintech. Thank you very much, David. Thank you for listening to Voice of Fintech podcast. If you haven't already, check out also voiceoffintech.com, where you will find all the episodes and additional resources related to the podcast. You can also subscribe to Voice of Fintech on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, or any other podcast app that you like. If you have any suggestions on the topics or guests or how to make this podcast better for you, please email us at info at Happy to hear from you. Thank you.